1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Juliette Lamar, and joining us today is Amy Shim. She is the Director of Client Services at Invention Evaluator. Welcome, Amy.
0: Hi, Juliette. Good to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. We're very
1: excited to, to learn more about your company what you guys are doing. So can you go ahead and give our listeners a little insight into what you do, and what your company does.
0: Sure, absolutely. So um, I'm with Invention Evaluator. We're a team of um, just over a dozen analysts based in Seattle. And we essentially do what our company is named after. Um, We commercially assess the potential market potential of new ideas, inventions, and technologies that are up and coming through um, universities and companies. So anyone who has an idea um, or essentially even a new startup, they want a second opinion or an objective opinion on how um, you know the potential of, of that idea can work in the marketplace. Um, we would do that in a report that assesses the technical aspects and does a little bit of IP research as well as the um, market analysis for those ideas
1: that is that is fantastic, so I feel like that's the biggest not the biggest but maybe the biggest fear of companies is will this work who is it, who is it going to work for and you're taking a little bit of the guesswork out of that.
0: Absolutely, we were founded essentially as a pain point for universities, um, technology transfer offices. So, um, within any type of R and D university in the U.S. or you know around the world, um, the researchers and scientists in that university come up with so much um, you know technologies every year, and a technology office is, is fairly typically a small operation. So maybe um, on average, uh, ten to twenty folks, and if you've got you know, hundreds of ideas coming through those doors every year that need to be looked at. Um, It's really hard to look at everything and give everything kind of the objective eye and the research that it deserves um, for those researchers doing that type of work um, to go forward in the patenting process and the commercialization process. So we were born out of kind of that idea. Our founder, Dr. Michael Mannion, um, worked at a cancer research center. He uh, His office saw over 700 submissions a year. And honestly, not everyone was reviewed. So he came up with this uh, process to review quickly review and vet those ideas coming through to give every researcher um, a fair fair chance. I, I mean,
1: give us a little bit of an idea of the scale of ideas that come at you, and maybe from there, if you have some of these these numbers, you know, how many of them are are pursuable?
0: Sure. Um, so everything I'll just say confidentiality is very important uh, for our clients. Um, so we review um, and just over a thousand ideas every year. Um, mm-hmm. And I would say uh, a majority of them have some legs on it because they are um, coming to us kind of vetted already by mm-hmm. certain individuals. Um, but then they take our report and say, is it strong enough to move forward? Should we start um, the patenting process? Should we, you know, they they have a provisional patent application on it. Maybe Maybe we should just pursue that. And then some will just, be dropped essentially. So our reports can be used to, to make the case to go forward, and they could be used to make the case to drop it at that point, which we deem as a kill report. So our analysts are really trying to kill the idea so that you don't have to waste um, any time in, in pursuing the idea. So um, of the, I guess, um, you know, over 1,000 submissions we receive, I would say um, half of them are, are fairly strong. Um, uh, but we don't, uh, follow up with our clients to say, how far did you take it? And it takes obviously um, several years to have that developed and and commercialized and probably licensed and then developed, um, and then, you know, available to you and me. But, um, you know, we were founded in 2010, so not even 10 years yet. So I'm sure some of the Mm -hmm. ideas that we come across, (laughs) which can be, you know, in development for 10 years alone, I mean, some of the. Uh, biotech and pharma assets, for instance, like um, therapeutics, small molecules for um, cancer therapeutics, Um, those can take, you know, obviously at least 10 years to go through the pipeline and clinical trials and things like that. So um, it's exciting to see things um, progress. And then obviously You know, we're we're human, right? We want to see things happen quickly, happen tomorrow. So, um, you know, with our own portfolio. So Invention Evaluator is uh, a division of Tech Capital. And Tech Capital provides um, a lot of different technology transfer services. And they have portfolio companies. So Tech Capital actually uses Invention Evaluator reports for their own portfolio companies. So in that scheme, I've seen... Um, you know, ideas turn into actual companies and actual selling products that we have um, evaluated through our invention evaluator reports in the past three years. So that's, that's been exciting.
1: Very cool. And you know you mentioned a couple of your companies. I know that confidentiality is, is a, big, a big thing for you. Um, are you. Are you mostly seeing things that are in the medical industry or do you get just a whole gamut of, of different technologies coming through?
0: Right. We get the whole gamut. I think life sciences is one of our stronger areas and we do get quite a lot of submissions um, in, in that area of medical devices, uh, biotech, pharma, um, you know, therapeutic assets. But we do do, we have um, engineers um, who are analysts. We have um, physical science um, submissions. We've got, you know, we've got the whole gamut. So essentially anything that's studied at um, or, you know, produce, we, you know, review anywhere from apps on phones to, um, you know, self-cleaning toothbrushes to consumer products to <laughs> <and> food <laughs> um, to, you know, AI and autonomous driving. So it it's all over. Yes.
1: What are some of the biggest mistakes that you see from companies coming in? Some, some kind of knowledge that you could give to, to companies out there that are just starting up?
0: Um, You mean startups or or established companies? Uh,
1: For for companies that would be coming to you for your service, what are some of the Mm -hmm. the pointers that you've seen uh, other companies maybe struggle with?
0: Well, for companies, it's a little different because you're supposed to be kind of the expert in your domain. So um, I think they use our service because it's quicker than their internal um, resources. For instance, one of of our larger uh, corporate clients, IBM, I mean, they've got a stellar legal team, they've got, you know, thousands of attorneys, Um, but they use us as, you know, to outsource um, the searching to us, because we're actually quicker, (laughs) and we can (laughs) turn it around faster, Um, and our search capabilities are on par with with their attorneys. So, we don't have any attorneys on staff, Um, our analysts are mostly postdocs, you know, level experts in their field. Um, they don't have law degrees. They don't have, um, you know, they're not practicing attorneys. So, but what they specialize in the search. So, they're doing um, uh, literature searches, market searches, um, and they're specifically in that, in that area, the niche areas that they have studied and are, are really, you know, excellent in searching for and, and getting that. Um, the word search is key. So I always say that you know we have a, a software platform that we've developed proprietarily and in, in-house, but it has to be human-driven because essentially a human is doing the search, not not a robot, not AI. Um, so it's a human-led platform, and I think uh, for for companies, um, you know, they're they're the expert in their domain. So I'm not saying that you know they need us for additional expertise, but we do provide that in in the searches that we do, and I think we just provide it quicker and very cost-efficiently.
1: And and for inventors
0: coming to you? For inventors, it's really important because, you know, if you think of, you know, a scientist and who's purely into researching um, their idea, their invention, um, their technology, they may not know the market around them or what what market to go into. So I think our market section provides um, a different uh, perspective for them to say, hey, this could be, because we, our analysts also try to identify the largest industry that the product or the invention um, could be applicable for. So you might have a very niche industry that you're thinking, but our analysts try to, um, you know. To Point or target the largest uh, industry that that could be applicable to your to your idea, so I think for inventors, especially it gives them kind of it can open up new insights into the market that they can be actually going for
1: and at what stage do you do you like to see in, inventions coming to you what What do you like to see that's done before you start your analysis?
0: I personally think the earlier the stage the better um, we've got. Actually, a range of submissions there as well, from just an idea to, you know, already granted patents. So, um, and companies that exist um, with with a technology um, that they want to kind of get a competitive landscape for. Um, but I definitely, I mean, as soon as you've got an idea, I would I would submit it to see what's out there. Um, mm-hmm. And I think most of the submissions are kind of in that early idea to provisional patent application stage.
1: Yeah, and the faster you can get in front of all these specialized scientific analysis, the better, because you have this idea, you're so passionate about it, and you get very um, focused, you know, and you don't really want to hear or research anything else that might be out there. And it it takes a, a good amount of people to convince you, okay, well, maybe this is a good idea still, but potentially with maybe different aspects added into it or just a slightly different path.
0: Right, or maybe it's already been, you know, it was just granted as a patent to someone else or some other company, you know. So then, why you yeah. going going down that route? Because you're not going to get it. You're not going to get a patent for it because it's already there. <laughs> uh,
1: and that seems like a very costly mistake if you didn't do your due diligence, um, right. trying to file that paperwork and all that would be a, a pretty major sidestep.
0: Yeah, you know, it, it happens a lot. Even in large companies, um, you know, people are working on things and they don't know what their neighbor, you know, in the next cubicle is working on, and they could be working on essentially the same thing. <laughs> so it, it kind of uh, prevents that overlap.
1: Well, I would hope that the that the world's problems are being worked on by everyone who can possibly have a spare minute to work on them. That way we could get the absolute best solution out of it. Absolutely. So let's get down to, you know, people have an idea, they want to submit it to you give us the pricing and typically how long does it take?
0: So we guarantee um, all of our submissions to be completed in 10 business days or less. So that is actually kind of one of the the best <laughs> kind of timelines for our clients. That's why they come to us consistently over and over because we always guarantee that um, no matter our queue. Um, and... In terms of the price point, um, we offer, obviously, bulk discounts for um, clients who use us quite a bit um, to subscription models, but essentially, you can buy a one-off report uh, for 995, dollars so it's under $1,000. And then we've also got uh, nonprofit uh, discounts as well.
1: So That's, that's fantastic. And, and what you get in the report is, is so much information for, for that price is really incredible.
0: Right. It is, um, you know, a, a great first stage kind of um, vetting report. Um, it, it gives you a lot of information to to go on. Um, the hyperlinks to the searches are live, so you could see how the analysts do their searches. They highlight specific, you know, characteristics that they feel are important that they want to point out to the reader. Um, and, you know, we can – we obviously uh, want the reader to – get as much use out of this as possible. So, you know, because everything is, is referenced, you could technically take this report and cut and paste it into another investment committee report and use it as you wish. So um, it, it's the property of our clients once in their hands, so they can do it with what they wish.
1: So tell me a little bit about your background. How did you get involved with this and, you know, what really drives your passion in, in this field?
0: Yeah, absolutely. This <laughs> it came about um, kind of by accident. I was doing uh, my MBA abroad in England, and I met um, the co-founders of Tech Capital who were doing their executive MBA um, in England as well. And it was it just came about that uh, Tech Capital, the company they were forming, was um, out of out of their business class essentially, and. You know, they wanted to bring together. Um, they wanted to connect kind of the the industry with university R and D and technology. So they really wanted to push out um, you know things that were coming out of university out into the world at a past faster rate and and commercial help commercialize those those um, ideas. So. Um, I was really excited about um, the concept. I'd never heard of technology transfer before. I went to a small liberal arts school in Western Massachusetts. I studied economics. I went in kind of the finance world, did asset management, um, worked at corporate finance in Moody's Investor Service in New York. So my background has always been in client service on the finance and capital market side, so technology transfer and R&D, it was all all very new to me. But I think what was, um, you know, I I definitely think the founders of Tech Capital have such a passion for for this. Um, You know, it's really an amazing, I mean, so many technologies today um, come from, you know, small entrepreneurs, like just individuals like you and me. And I think, you know, that can start at the university level, that could start in, you know, research institutions, and there's so much that's not getting kind of us. And it's, it's amazing the technology that I see on a daily basis. And it just needs to be um, developed further. And obviously, that takes a lot of money. Um, and universities are trying so hard to find those, um, you know, potential licensees and, and sponsors to to get it to the point where it can get to you and me um, and I just think it's it's such an you know amazing kind of hard hard road but <laughs> you know, it's so satisfying to see you know probably you know the next you know life-saving therapeutic or you know something that makes our lives just easier come out of you know um, just your research in in the best universities all over the world. It's it's just amazing. So if people are are looking to use this
1: service, they want to get involved, they just kind of want to follow maybe your blog, what is the best way to connect?
0: Oh, sure. Um, You know, you can definitely contact me directly. My uh, contact information is is, um, on inventionevaluator.com or techcapital.com but yeah, feel free to reach out. Um, We're our whole team is very responsive. So um, we have a sample report on evaluator um invention evaluator. So you can request a sample report to see um online and um, yeah just feel free to reach out um however you can. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, and yep.
1: Yeah. All right, Amy, well thank you so much for joining us today and really giving us some insight into into this portion of technology and inventions and, and what that all entails. Thank you so much for joining us.
0: Thank you so much, Juliet. That is
1: Amy Shim. She is the Director of Client Services at Invention Evaluator. Check them out. Their website is inventionevaluator.com. Thank you all so much for tuning in. This has been Juliette Lamar with Future Tech Podcast. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post to review, and discover more future technologies